Hello and welcome to Talking Triple Crown, part of the Kickout 299 Network. I'm Jessie, whose pronouns are she, her. I'm Alicia, my pronouns are she, her. And I'm Rachel, my pronouns are they, them. We had the wonderful opportunity to sit down with Cyrus and discuss his first tour of All Japan, including the Royal Road Tournament, his match at the Budokan and the upcoming Tag League. This interview will also be posted on the monthly Piro website, so you can read it there. All right, so it was a lot of fun. We can't wait to share it with you. So let's get into it. Today, we get to sit down with someone who has taken all Japan by storm, Cyrus the Destroyer. What's up, guys? Let's start off by talking about when you first started watching wrestling. Did you have a favorite promotion or favorite wrestler? The funny story about that is, is I was laying in my parents' bed, and it was a a morning, and the show came on. It was WWF, like WWE now, but I saw The Undertaker. And I was like, I love him. Like most kids were scared to death of him, but I was, I was one of those guys that was like, God, I love him so much. He's amazing. And um, it so happened to be, even though it was a pay-per-view, it was a replay of Undertaker and Yokozuna and casket match. And right there, I just, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with all the, guys you know (laughs) um and then i started studying more so i ran across vader the road warriors uh typhoon uh (laughs) i'm sorry not typhoon earthquake i I apologize for that (laughs) but uh god i just i loved watching them it it was amazing to watch their work it was it was art (laughs) If people are unfamiliar with Cyrus the Destroyer, how would you describe your wrestling style? So if you go back and look at like Abdullah the Butcher, Bruiser Brody, and all that, like Abdullah is a crazy man. Bruiser Brody, crazy man as well. I, I wanted to take a little bit from everyone. So as I saw that, I, I took from Vader and I took from Bam Bam Bigelow. And I took from Undertaker, of course, because he was a you know, just this big and dominating factor. All these guys were. So I would, I would take my style as a, as a bruiser, like a bruiser weight in a way, and then also can show athleticism too. You know, you break out the moonsault every once in a while, or, oh, yeah. or whatever. You do something quick, like you know, I, I love doing the claymore kick out of nowhere, and it, you know, it just it brings the awe to the fans, like. It's a big guy, and he's throwing people around, but can he move? And just, I would say my style is actually more unorthodox than anybody. (laughs) I I just, I I go with the flow. Like, I go with what I'm reading at the time. 
And Cyrus, I'm actually curious because, you know, you mentioned someone like Vader, and that's someone that we hear quite a bit get brought up when people are talking about you, is that you have a style very similar to Vader, you kind of look like Vader. What does that mean to you when you hear something like that? It's very humbling, honestly. Like, I had a friend send me a picture on Facebook. It showed Vader back in 19, like, 81. And he sent me the picture, and he's like, Cyrus, were you reincarnated? And it was funny. I sent the same picture to my mother. And she's like, oh, was it a good show that weekend? I said, I said, Mom, that was <laughs> that that was back before I was even born. So <laughs> so you know, to take that resemblance and to actually be able to share the back room with Vader a few times. Uh, wow. you know, it, it was, it was great. Uh, he took me to the side and he talked to me for so long and it was great learning just from him, from another big guy in the business. Mm -hmm. So, and we had a few jokes along the way and, and all that. So I'm actually humbled and honored in, in both ways to, uh, be compared to him. Yeah, Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. That's wonderful. Uh, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> this isn't your first time coming to Japan to wrestle. Back in 2020, you were there for a tour with Wrestle One. So, how was it coming back to Japan for uh, wrestling again? It was different. Like this time, I came back for three months. The lifestyle had changed because of COVID and all. So, it was, it was hard getting me in there. And I was looking at that part, too. I, I really wanted uh, to make a mark. <laughs> I didn't know if people would remember me or accept me, you know, anything like that. And um, I, I was just, they dealt me with, like, open arms. Like, they welcomed me with open arms. I'm sorry, not dealt. <laughs> um, but uh, when, when they welcomed me, it was just a humbling experience and, I was like, you know, Japan's where I really need to be in my wrestling career. Um, they love the big guy. And, <laughs> you, you know, it, it's a great opportunity. <laughs> and I had to get used to the rules because, like, in my state, the mass mandate and all uh, had got uh, lifted and everything. And it was funny. We flew over. You had to wear a mask. And when I flew home, you didn't have to wear it after you got 10,000 feet. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the protocols with it. So I'm pretty, I was, I, was, I don't know, culture shock in a way, because you're there for three months and you're wondering if you're doing everything right. And I'm really bad about beating myself up the whole time because I'm thinking, golly, am I, am I going to do right? Am I going to get this done? And then the match calling, you know, you have the translation barrier there. Uh, and it just seems like everything works out because once you get in a ring, it's like one world together and everybody can read each other. Yeah, that's actually a great sentiment. And you had sort of alluded to it before, but you are probably in the best roster with a history of just having great um, Gaiko Gujin that are a part of the, the roster and a part of those stories. So 
That's amazing. And to talk about um, your first match with All Japan on the 14th of July, you fought Black Menso Ray. And I think that yeah. it's super safe to say that your debut went over pretty amazing with the crowd there and at home. Um, you had a clap only crowd making very audible noises for you, which is a pretty great feat. So did that come across to you when you were in the ring? And like, how is it knowing that after only one match you had the crowd so impressed by you and wanting to kind of know more and see more of you? You know, before that match, I was nervous. I was standing in the back because, you know, Cork and Hall, it's, it's amazing. Uh, the venue is just historical. I always get goosebumps. Any time I walk in there, mm-hmm. uh, I get these goosebumps like, wow, I'm I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I, I remember I was so nervous and guy walks up to me and goes, Cyrus, don't be nervous. And I'm like, no, I won't do good if I'm not nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we were trying to, we were talking it out and uh, they, we called the match and on, it was like, just go be you. And I still remember walking out. I'm still nervous when I walk out and into the ring, but it was weird. Once the bell rang, everything left and I was able to do me and we, we had that match and then hearing that crowd applaud, it was just, it was amazing. I think there was on that show, there might've been 900 people on that crowd. So um, it felt really good to, to have that effect on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> The, yeah, you know, the big gajinger. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. And um, kind of jumping ahead, you competed in the Royal Road Tournament this year, and your first round opponent was Shoji Ishikawa. Um, in the lead up to that match, you guys competed in a few tag matches on opposite sides of each other. Did that experience yeah. help you prepare for that first singles match against him in Royal Road? Oh, it, it did tremendously. Uh, it helped me come be able to be compete against him and uh it, it seemed to to really help in the tag matches going against him like learning the techniques and stuff so i think you know it, it was funny when we finally did get to compete in the road road tournament uh he was my first match and with with that the best thing was is there towards the end it was hard hitting like <laughs> The way we're literally knocking the crap out of each other. <laughs> and I think the best thing was, is like, even though you're not allowed to use your voice, when the crowd saw me go to the top, there was something wrong with the rope. And I called one of the young boys. I said, hey, get up here. <laughs> and I grabbed him. That way I could stable because I wanted to hit him with the moonsault. Mm-hmm. And I get up there and I grab him and we're holding stable. And <laughs> I hear the crowd go, Oh, <laughs> and at the time they're not supposed to be speaking like it is bad, but you hear that whole crowd do that. And it's like, yeah, we're hitting it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I just jumped and done it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, I think you had several moments during clap only crowds where you had achieved that. So if there's one thing oh, you yeah. can say, I think it's that, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, You know, it was a proud moment. <laughs> yeah. For sure. 
And um, and in round two, you faced the ace of all Japan, Kento Miyahara. And um, watching that match back, it's super safe to say there that you absolutely dominated Kento, especially in the earlier part of that match. But what was it like to be in the ring with someone who helped change the modern landscape of all Japan? Did you feel any like pressure or expectations going into that match in particular? That match felt amazing, honestly. Um... I just, I felt like, you know, we just clicked. Um, there, there, you know, you have some matches with guys that you're like, yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen. You know, I don't know. And you get worried. With him, I was just, uh, it was mind focus. I, I was right there with him and it felt amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I was like, we're going to go out here and have a great match. We're going to put on a, you know, a dang good show. I had to stop from cursing. Sorry. <laughs> um, and uh, we went out there and done it. Like it was just everything clicked there. I, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's, it's. I guess if you go back to my first times in Japan and all that, talking with Kazahashi, mm-hmm. um, he always told me. He said uh, the biggest thing is the art of making it real, and I took it to heart very much so so every time i step in that ring that's that's what i'm looking for mm-hmm. and some guys you connect with on that and some guys you don't i mean it's hit or miss mm-hmm. a lot with anything <laughs> so um that that match like the nerves were there but then the nerves weren't it, it's really weird for me when the bell rings um I'm gung-ho. I'm ready to rock. (laughs) (laughs) That definitely comes across. And thank you for sharing that. That was a great match. And you had a great showing in that tournament. So we appreciate that. Thank you. That match was a banger, as the kids would say. I really uh, enjoyed it. But speaking of sort of, I guess, nerves and vibes going into uh, the match, I want to talk a little bit about the Budokan. So All Japan returned to the Budokan for the first time in 18 years to celebrate their 50th anniversary. And you actually competed there in a six-man tag with the returning Saito brothers. Tell us about that moment, walking through the curtains, knowing you were about to wrestle in the Nippon Budokan in all Japan's biggest show in years. Nerve wracking. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. That was nerve wracking. Like I I walk out there and all of a sudden we're on the Titan Tron and I'm like, Oh my God, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was funny, like, uh, the way it called the match before then and, and all that. And, uh, I remember one of my guys, he was nervous with me and somehow I had it down. I was like, all right, we're good. And we walk out there and it was like, bam, Oh God, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> and was great. I know y'all watched the match. Um, the start of the match, um, it was we we just rambled on them, just started hitting them, hitting them, hitting them. And Ishikawa and I, all of a sudden at the end, we're we're out there by ourselves, and somehow we even read each other. We never caught any of that, and <laughs> for some reason, it was like, yep. You're going to clothesline him. <laughs> like, you're going to hit him going down the road. <laughs> and it was an amazing feeling. Like, I went down there, we hit it. And the best thing about that is, like, even after the match, like, Ishikawa came up to me and said, uh, 
Sarson, very good read. <laughs> That's awesome. It was like I was hoping oh. you would. I was hoping you would catch my eye. And it was it was weird because you locked eyes and you realized he's going to charge me. I'm going to charge, and I'm I'm throwing the arm up like we're just we're going to hit. <laughs> so uh, to be in that ring with that crowd was just uh, it was amazing. Like you just. I don't know. You're, you get locked on this ultimate high. I don't. I personally don't do drugs, but uh, I, I guess maybe that's what people get off of it. I don't know. Wrestling is the only true drug. How about that? that that's true. Yes, yes. It's that only true adrenaline that, and and that's a big thing too. I, I tell everyone, I've wrestled in crowds of twenty people when I was starting out and I've read that one, Budokan had over 3000 plus and I still put on the same performance because at the end of the day, those people spent their hard earned money to watch us perform. Mm -hmm. So at, at the end of the day, I'm just, I'm going to bust my ass and give it my all no matter what. <laughs> it's a fantastic sentiment you've shared a lot of like already shared some really fantastic moments and just feelings with us but I have to know do you have a favorite moment from your first tour with all Japan my favorite moment was honestly probably hitting the moonsault on Ishikawa like that that just move that I hope is very special to me that you might see me do maybe two times in a year oh, wow. and a lot of times I miss it and <laughs> And Ishikawa was the, the second person that I hit it on. And actually, he's the first person that I hit it perfect on to, to land it for the pin. So I was uh, really ex excited about that, actually. Uh, that was probably the breaking moment right there. So it just, it, it felt amazing. And uh, speaking of Ishikawa, you are not done with him because next month you'll nope. be taking part in Tag League with That's none it. other. Yep, with Ishikawa as your partner. So you actually sought him out, uh, said that when you're back in Japan, you wanted to tag with him. So uh, I think we could uh, make some guesses, but I want to know uh, why Ishikawa? <laughs> I think if you put two monsters together, if you go through Ishikawa's uh, past and uh, my past and you put us together, uh, that's a devastating team. Like, I mean, I don't want to say it's the next Road Warriors or anything, but I mean, <laughs> we'll be. still be the next. Yeah, maybe you, you never know. <laughs> but you know, I think we can tear a lot of things up. <laughs> so you say that's uh, that's what we'd expect? A lot of uh, destruction. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm aiming for destruction, total, total destruction, annihilation, whatever. Just you make people where they don't want to wrestle you, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you make it where the fans are like, oh, my God, why are these guys going into this murder? <laughs> and that's a big thing for me. <laughs> so uh, which team are you looking most forward to? Um... Well, I won't say destroy, but which one are you looking most forward to face? Alto Brothers. Okay. Yeah, I just think there's going to be a lot of fun there. Those are two big guys. They're they're big, and uh, 
I think it'll be a lot of fun to work. All right. Another another team in the uh, tournament, we noticed um, in Wrestle 1, you had a singles loss to Kuma Arashi, and he yes. is in the tournament alongside yeah. his partner, Koji Doi. So uh, what are your thoughts facing him? You think there could be a little bit of revenge in there for you? Well, you know, with Kuma, I missed uh, my moonsault in that match. So there is some revenge there. He, he needs to be hit with my moonsault. <laughs> so... If time presents itself, I will hit him direct with it. <laughs> You've competed in the Royal Road and very soon will compete in Tag League. Are there any plans on completing the AJPW tournament trifecta with a champion carnival run? Yeah, I would love the plans. Like if it presents itself, if I give a good showing, I think there's no reason that they shouldn't put me in that. And let me go for the carnival run. At the end of the day, I'm... I'm a competitor. I'm an entertainer. Um, I'm an athlete, of course. <laughs> and, you know, if given the chance to show out, I will show out. I think it'll be great to see you in there. The fans obviously love you. So why not? It'd be fun. I know. It, it would be great. Um, plus, I love Japan also. Like, I love the Japanese style of wrestling. Uh I like mixing it up, like, and and that's a great thing too. Like, you you bring two different cultures together to wrestle, and uh, it's amazing. <laughs> so you've already fought Suji Ishikawa and Keto Miyahara in singles matches. Are there any other or depend wrestlers you would like to face one on one? And going even further than for that question, is there a wrestler from another Japanese promotion you would love to face? Hayota son. Like, uh, we faced in a six-man with myself, Christopher Daniels, Iota brother, um, with, against Tajiri and them. Um, Hayota in all Japan, I would love to work in a singles match. I just think there's so much good storytelling there. Out of all Japan, and I hope I get to do it before he retires, would be Nazawa. Mm. Mm. Very interesting. I... I, I there, there's something about it that I just I want to wrestle that guy. Like <laughs> that, I just mm. and you know my my norm matches only last about you know ten minutes, maybe fifteen. But you know if it had to take thirty with him, I'm willing to do it because that there's something there with him that I just think that it could be a. Uh, like in the States here could be like a WrestleMania type match, you know, like a main event. Mm -hmm. And, and I just, I don't, I don't know why I just, I get this thought over my hand because he's crazy. I'm monstrous. And you let that Claude, it's toxic and <laughs> something's going to happen. <laughs> I oh think something big will happen there, you know, but, uh, and then uh, going back to all Japan with Hayoto. And I hope my pronunciation is horrible. So, uh, but I believe uh, wrestling him in the singles match could just tell so much of a story like David Goliath, um, anything like that. And I just, I think that match could sell seats. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, I just, I'm still, I guess I'm still uh, kind of struck by Japan bringing me in and letting me wrestle for them. like all Japan for for one wrestle one was the first but 
now all Japan is just, it's amazing. And, you know, it, it, it's funny. I was talking to um, one of the promoters for all Japan. I said, how did y'all hear about me? Like, cause y'all contacted me and asked me to come. And they were like, we saw your match with Kona. <laughs> and they were like, you're, you're someone we'd like to have. <laughs> and I was like, okay, then. <laughs> let's do it. That's amazing. So what was, we actually, um, we spoke to another wrestler who got a message from a promotion in Japan, sort of out of the blue, that sort of changed his life overnight. Um, so what was that moment like for you and getting that message of like, hey, we're all Japan. We want you to come over here and work for us. Like, how did that feel for you? Well, it felt amazing. Um, originally, all Japan, I was supposed to be back there in 2021. Mm-hmm. And they sent me the message and we worked out the agreements and all that. And I was ecstatic. Like, I was just like, oh my God. Went to my wife and I was like, babe, look, uh, you know, things are happening. <laughs> and Japanese government, because of COVID, wouldn't allow the visa. Mm-hmm. So they had already mailed it to me. I, like I had the form. I was ready. Uh, I was going to go to the consulate, and they said no. And uh, so I was like, okay. So, you know, it, it took me back for about a year. And then um, out of the blue, Ishikawa messages me. And, uh, well, email then messages me on Messenger because he realizes that we have Facebook together. <laughs> um, and he's like, we want you to come for the Royal Road, uh, Royal Road Tournament uh, and compete. And I was just, I was, I was stricken back. And, you know, it's one of those things like when you're a kid, like you get your hopes up or something and it doesn't happen. And then finally you're like, hey, I don't know if it's going to happen. And the best thing was it actually happened. Like, I didn't believe it until I sat on the plane. I flew from Atlanta to Houston. Still wasn't believing it. I was like, no. I get on the plane to fly to Japan, and I feel it take off. And I said, holy crap, my butt's about to be in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) And it was the greatest high in the world right there. Like, because I knew, I, I was like, wow, this, this is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say, like, I was ecstatic the whole time, but, you know, my mind and all that was playing and it said, well, you don't know if it'll happen or not. And you're like, oh, man, come on. Mm-hmm. And then it does. And you, so maybe that uh, that surprise when we took off was probably the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It sounds like it. it really seems like the star sort of aligned at the perfect time because you got to join during the 50th year and be a part of all of those celebrations at a really significant time. So that's great. Yeah. And that was the, that was the best thing too. I, I said, well, maybe this was the time because it is their 50th anniversary and it's time to just go. And another thing that was so much humbling was I was the only American allowed back at that time. And I was the only one with All Japan for months, like for two months before even the Sayota brothers came back mm-hmm. because they were currently in the U.S. touring and all that. And it just, it was a very humbling experience. Like, wow, I can't, out of everyone they could have chose, they chose me. 
to come to this tour. So I'm very grateful for it. <laughs> Actually, and on with the subject of, uh, of June and Ray, I'm just very curious what you think about them joining Voodoo Murders very recently. Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, it is their choice. If, if that's the way they want to get ahead, that's fine. But, uh, you know, they'll probably hit some roadblocks along the way, especially with myself and Ishikawa. Mm-hmm. So, that's right. <laughs> that, that, yeah. <laughs> so, so no plans on uh, joining Voodoo Murders yourself then, huh? No, no, no. I'm, I'm always... I've always, uh, in my wrestling career, I've always been a, a man of my own. <laughs> um, and I'll join forces with other men of their own or whatever. You know, starting out like in the States, I had a manager for years and it was amazing. He retired and it, it was fine. Like, but after that, like everyone came to me, oh, let us do this and this. And I'm like, nope, just going to be my own guy. Like, well, I'm going to go out and rock it the best I can. <laughs> so what are your long-term goals for wrestling whether that be in japan or elsewhere my big thing is long-term goals in japan would be i just i want to be a household name in japan i i'm i'm not too honestly i'm not too caught up on making my name in the states in the united states like if it does it does like at the end of the day i i feel a lot of them had their chance and Japan gave me my chance and they could have cashed in on it too, but they didn't, but Japan did. So Japan's spending a lot of money on me right now to uh, come and perform for them. So long-term go is uh, to everyone. See, it's great to be famous in another country. And then when you come home, you're just nobody, right? And it's a great feeling. <laughs> so long-term goals would be uh you know to embark on japan and wrestle all over japan which in this last tour i got to go i got to travel all over japan and wrestle i was in osaka all the way down at the bottom of japan and it was amazing and and then i come right back up and you know (laughs) it's it's just uh it was a great atmosphere and i enjoyed every minute of it do you have any favorite like areas so far? Any favorite prefectures that sort of stood out to you? So honestly, like true dear to heart, my favorite place in Japan. And I did I wasn't even there on the last one, but I love Shinjuku. Mm. I love Shinjuku, Japan. Like I just I, I think uh the lifestyle's great, everything. Uh if I had to pick well, Shinjuku, of course, is number one. Uh, love Yokohama. Yokohama is more of the country setting. So it, it's weird because I live out in the country where I live, which to them would be backwoods because, like, I don't have a lot of neighbors or anything. But it it, it was the whole different structures there. So honestly, uh, I don't know. I got to see a lot of Japan, and I loved every bit of it. Like, I just... I love not seeing trash on the street, too. (laughs) I tell everybody, I'm like, you know, I come here and you you see garbage and all that on the side of the road and everything. You're like, wow, why are you not taking care of this? In Japan, it's like, no, you don't you don't see 
paper line or anything. It's like everybody's like gung ho about just keeping everything clean. So that was a great moment. Like I just I love that part. <laughs> I bet. Do you have any last comments you would like to leave us or your fans with? I would leave comments. I've got a lot of uh, kid fans, like just kids that, uh, you know, they uh, are inspired from us as growing up, as I was inspired by my elders. Push for your dreams no matter what. Even when people tell you it's not going to happen, you should give up. I've been wrestling for right at 14 years now. And I was told countless times that it was a joke and I wouldn't ever get anywhere with it. And I busted my butt and, and I made it. So as long as you pursue your dreams, no matter what it is, like pursue your dreams and make the best of every moment. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. And that's all the questions we have for you. So thank you so, so much for your time and good luck with Tag League. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and Cyrus, if you, if you wouldn't mind, I'm sorry to cut you off, but if you wouldn't mind, um, please plug your social and let people know where they can follow you. So at, uh, at the Monster Cyrus on Instagram, uh, Cyrus McWhorter on Facebook, and then um, Cyrus Destroyer on Instagram, or the Monster Cyrus on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hard to find. Look for the guy with the blonde eye and uh, you, you can you can find me. <laughs> <laughs>